Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, the goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America, to use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders, to reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yesterday, quickly, we talked to Dr. Scott Bradley for two hours, talking about the Treasury Department will not yet comply with congressional requests for Hunter Biden's banking records the agency said on wednesday imagine that we won't obey you well if i was the house i would say if you don't obey us we will absolutely shut your unconstitutional derrieres down and we will defund you so try not to give the information to us and your money is gone and you're fired but you see kevin and crew have no guts so they'll just be like okay maybe we can ask again in a couple of months (laughs) see what kind of criminals we have up there folks feckless Criminals, I tell you. Feckless criminals. Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is spending his time chumming up with Democratic Minority Leader Joaquin Jeffries. They say they're developing a warm professional relationship. That ought to put the country on the right track. Not. Twitter and Tesla CEO Elon Musk. What a shame he's turned out to be. He basically released all that information suggesting, yeah, the government's out of control criminals uh, violating the First Amendment. Then he waltzes to Washington with a surprise visit to meet with Kevin McCarthy and Joaquin Jeffries. Yeah, he wants to know how he can be fair to both sides. Well, the first thing you don't do, Elon, is you don't go straight to the criminal government that literally destroyed your organization in the first place. You don't go to the group that violated the First Amendment to say, how do I be fair? You call for their arrest and criminal prosecutions to the fullest extent of the law, sir. And then you come to guys like me who actually have a clue, who have been in the media as long as you've had a professional career, sir. Now, come on. Go to the right people, Elon. You're clueless. You're a socialist. And shame on you for going to the very criminal government that caused the problem in the first place. You will gain no ground doing that at all. Now, you might curry government favor and special privilege, but then you'll be the same as Jack Dorsey and all the other thugs that were on the take. Shame on you, sir. Meanwhile, the satellite TV provider, DirecTV, stopped carrying Newsmax, even though it's the fourth watch TV network on cable in the country. But here's the problem. (laughs) Newsmax is a bunch of socialists. Yeah, remember Chris Reddy? We thought he was a good guy. It turns out he was funding the Clintons. So when you back Newsmax, you're backing Bill and Hill. If not Jeffrey Epstein and crew by hook or crook, huh? Explosive new emails now prove that Anthony Fauci's cover-up of the pandemic origin was a lie. Evidence proves it was an absolute lie. When are we going to have Nuremberg trials? Oh, Kevin's making friends with Joaquin or Joaquin, whatever the guy's name is. Wow. When are we going to get to the bottom of it, ladies and gentlemen? The mRNA vaccines now will probably end up in your food supplies because they're giving them to animals. 
The CDC also investigating vaccinations and stroke links. We told you that was the case in the first place. We told you vaccines would go all wrong. Every time vaccines have been released, they've gone all wrong. We also, in a good news piece, talked about Assembly Bill 2098 in California. It's pretty good news. Uh, That bill would reprimand physicians who share, quote, unorthodox COVID information. Well, it got shut down by a judge, blocked by a state judge. A temporary injunction. That's good news. It's not enough, but it's a start. That was our one. Hour two, we talked about the Utah legislature. It's in a 45-day session. I consider America, or Utah especially, under siege during the legislative session. 800 bills in the hopper already, and they've only been going for 10 days. Biden got caught lying about the FBI. Turns out the president wasn't being truthful when he said he invited them to search his home. He fought it. But then when they said they'd get a subpoena and a uh, court warrant to do so, he changed his mind. Then the media helped him lie. Google's programmed woke AI is now censoring the Internet. More evidence of that comes out. And AI used to track ISIS. Now targeting conservative Americans, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Unruh, WND.com of that story. Yeah. Anybody who uh, is wary about the vaccines or believes that the vaccines are a problem or anybody skeptical of U.S. election results, they're on the terror list. Trump said back in the day Obama is the founder of ISIS. And if that's true, Trump needs to run it to ground and prove it true and arrest Barack Hussein Obama. If it's not true, Trump needs to be arrested for an absolute libelous lie against Barack. Which is it? We'll never find out because Kevin's too busy rubbing noses with Elon Musk and Joaquin Jeffries, huh? Americans who dissent from the, quote, politically correct narrative will be considered a national security threat by this new system. All right. We also talked about chat GPT and chat GPT takes law exams. Got a C. They say it might not be your new attorney, but it will be a help in writing first draft lawsuits and more. That's a tragic reality. Uh, But understand, eventually, they'll just use these lawsuits to sue you and me and every every conservative into oblivion. Pat Buchanan retires his syndicated column. God bless Pat Buchanan. What a hero, ladies and gentlemen. We never welcome his retirement because we would love a guy like that around, working hard like he always does, telling the truth like he always does. But I will say this. God bless him in his retirement. What a hero. We talked about Adam Schiff, former chairman of the House now. He's going to be running for the Senate. Senate, Senator Dianne Feinstein currently holds the seat. Will it be a showdown between ultra-libs or will she back out of the way for him? Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball. Dr. Robert Malone says, I can't support Donald Trump if he backs the vax. Amen to Robert Malone. And the final story is, you know what? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, she has her committees and all that kind of stuff, but her real aim is VP for the Donald. They say she's the front runner. Will she get it? Again, only time will tell, and we'll keep an eye on the ball. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Chris Carlson with me. Welcome, sir. Sir Sam, without God we cannot win. With God we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we 
need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. We also have James Edwards with us. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, thank you, Sam. I'm uh, hunkered down in the bunker here in Memphis and uh, ready to go to war with you. Now, I've encouraged you to get the heck out of Memphis. That place is psychotic. <laughs> I don't know what the heck's going on there, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to comment on Pat Buchanan's retirement real quick? Yeah, you know, I got my start working for Pat in 2000. It didn't come as, uh, as a surprise to anybody who, who followed him closely. He hadn't published a column since October, so I guess what was unofficial now has become official. He turned 84 years old back in November, and I wouldn't be here without him. And he's appeared on my program several times, and remember that year. Actually, I will be remembering uh, that campaign of 2000 tonight for my personal reflections as we uh, sort of celebrate the life of Pat Buchanan and mention his retirement tonight on the Political Cesspool. So that's coming up later this evening on this network. I'll get a lot more into All it. All right. Tucker Carlson calling it a highly aggressive propaganda campaign, ladies and gentlemen. What are we talking about? Well, I guess this huge scandal where five black police officers beat a black man to death in Memphis, Tennessee. They released the video last night. It is horrific. There's no doubt about it. But I'm telling you right now, it isn't as the mainstream press is telling you. Tucker's right on that. And James in Memphis. Imagine little old Liberty News Radio, Liberty Roundtable Live. We've got somebody on the scene almost all the time with our teeny <laughs> staff and our incredible reach and relationships. That is absolutely incredible. But the news starts now. James? Well, as we okay, we're going to go to the clip first. You want me to take it? James? Okay, yeah, that's me. All right, well, I am, uh, as you said, Sam, here in Memphis. We had a most excellent show a week ago. So I knew a week ago that this was going on, and it was a local news story. It has now become the biggest uh, political and cultural racial news story in the country, even an international story. Uh, but last week, a week ago tonight, we had the retired police officer Jim Lancia on the program talking general about what's going on in policing in modern-day America. If you missed that, folks, you need to go back last Saturday and listen to it. He spent a career uh, on the force with a six-shooter in a billy club, serving warrants in high-risk, uh, diverse areas at the height of the crack epidemic in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Very informed commentary last week, and a lot of the things he said last week have uh, fleshed out. And so now that leads us to, well, what everybody's talking about. And if you don't know, obviously, Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old black male, uh, was beaten savagely and then died from the injuries he sustained in that beating three days later in the hospital. Now, being here in Memphis, uh, you could feel the tension really, really rising. Uh, it was all over social media, all over the local news, just a real palpable unrest because people believed that this was going to be a white-on-black incident. And, but I knew better than that. I, out of five officers involved, I said I would be very surprised uh, if there were a couple of whites on there. I knew there was 0% chance it would be 100% white. Hey, uh, but can you turn out the break? Keep going, blacks. James. Yeah, thank you, Sam. It did turn out to be five black police officers uh, involved in a beating of a, of a black male. But that has not stopped the narrative. Now, a lot of the air was released from that racially charged balloon when it did turn out to be all black on black here, but you still see the criminally corrupt. You really cannot share and live in an 
honest, trustworthy society with people who have these opinions. Here's CNN. CNN headline, the police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they were still driven by racism. And the whole article is, and here's another one. This is in the USA Today. Wait a minute, I morning. thought according to CRT, black people can't be racist there now. Yeah, well, they're saying they have been so infected by systemic white supremacy that it, they subconsciously acted like whites here. It's basically what they're saying. Here's the USA Today. When the officers are black, Tyree's death raises tough questions. And then the article continues, the race of the officers involved doesn't matter. Right, since when, when does that happen? It's, it's, oh, it's we far less agree it doesn't matter, right? It, it's far less important than the race of the victim. And then it says, a historically cultured, uh, a, a historically biased culture of policing puts black people at risk regardless of an officer's race. So now, this is absolute madness, Sam, and it continues this blood libel against whites. What you have here, we're almost certainly... And I watched all of the footage last night. I watched the Sky Cop footage without audio. I watched the body cam footage. It was a horrific beating. Uh, they had him detained. There was no reason it was to wrong. The Hold beating. on. It was wrong and evil, even though I work with sheriffs all across the country and I'm involved with uh, law enforcement in many, many, many ways. Look, we have always advocated for getting rid of the bad apples. These are bad cops. These are cops with a bad attitude and a problem. There's no doubt about it, and they should not have done this at all. But that doesn't well, change that there's more points to be made here than just that. Well, absolutely, and, and the media is making them for us. And, well, I'll tell you another thing. What happened here is there was a mass exodus of white cops from the Memphis Police Department. And then uh, the city of Memphis stated in no uncertain terms that they wanted the police force in Memphis to look like the community, which means, I mean, I think that's pretty clear, they want a majority black a police force, and they are only allowing applicants to come from inside the city limits of Memphis, which is, you know, a 70% black city. Used to, if you lived in the suburbs of Memphis, you, 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 could, you could get on now. It's, anyway, they've got these diversity affirmative action hires now that are almost certainly, and I think in this case, it, it is certain, that they were not the cream of the crop. All of the officers involved in this beating uh, were have been on the force between two and five years respectively. None longer, none a veteran for more than five years. So that coincides perfectly with this push from Memphis, from the city of Memphis, to have majority black officers, regardless of whether they're the most qualified. You see what I'm saying? And so you get people like this, and then this is what happens. But the fact that the media is still trying to stoke racial unrest, uh, this is just another dime a dozen black-on-black killing. What a black shame killing. and a disgrace. It is. And, well, and even the, the local law enforcement here is saying it's a racist attack. Uh, it's just like Rodney King. Well, no, there's a big difference between this and Rodney King, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, and that is that it was white on black in one and black on black in the other. Uh, but in any event, uh, this, is, this is what's hold going on. on. The other, hold on. The other difference between the Rodney King and this, and I'm not defending this in my statements. But sure. remember, we have had hostilities and hatred from Antifa, Black Lives Matter, communist and socialist organizations, in bed with the media and big corporations for funding, fanning the flames <clears throat> of cop hatred. We don't need the cops. We don't need law enforcement. Get rid of them All right now. You say, well, Sam, doesn't this just play into the narrative of that even further? Yes, it does. If this, if this is really real, not a huge psyop to engender more hate. The question becomes, was this really five black dudes that had a bad attitude I got, I and went got a little something. too far? Or is this a real planned 
narrative from the get-go. I got some. And a couple of years ago, we might not believe it's a planned narrative from the get-go, but after Charlottesville, after January 6th, James, I'm not so sure. Well, I will tell you something that just came to me within the last 30 minutes that nobody's talking about. I can't verify it, and I'll get to it in just a moment. But, folks, you will have heard it here first on Liberty News Radio. Uh, But I want to say one more thing. So it's a tragic deal. I I think that you had – I think the city of Memphis is culpable for uh, putting the race of the applicants ahead of who might be best suited for the force. In any event, no matter what, we know that these people – Justice has actually been served here. I mean, you had protests in the city of Memphis last night. The the school system in Shelby County, Tennessee, shut down yesterday in anticipation of riots. Uh, Businesses were boarding up and closing early all throughout town uh, because of of the unrest ginned up by the media here. Now, why would anybody protest this? Now, I don't like seeing anybody beaten to death, black, white, or or, or whomever. It's wrong. We stand against yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But but there was nothing to protest here. I mean, it was a tragic event, but these police officers were fired and arrested and charged with murder nearly immediately. So so what? what hold are they on. So what about? more do you want done, people? Yeah, I mean, so what are they protesting about? And it, it, it was, it was you, you don't even have the racial angle to seek your teeth into like all of these race baiters love to do. These cops were fired and arrested, and they're facing murder charges. Now, uh, we'll, we'll let, hopefully, justice be done in courts, and if, if somehow, some way, the courts and the evidence reflect something that we're not seeing on these videos, they'll either be found guilty or not guilty, hopefully, in a fair trial, and whatever the just verdict is is what they'll receive. But, uh, but to, to go down last night... These protesters shut down interstate traffic. They have done this before. They went. Which, by the uh, way, hold on. Let me stop you there. They have every right to listen to me. They don't have a right to protest, folks. That isn't your right. You have a right to peacefully assemble. And you're not peacefully assembling when you stop people from their natural flow of life in and out of the city. This is wrong. It needs to be stopped. But, of course, since it's too politically and racially charged, they stood down and let it happen, James. That's exactly what happened. This is what I say. Imagine me and you, Sam, and Chris, and and a handful of our friends going and trying to shut down one of the largest travel arteries in the United States. You're talking about the I-55, Interstate 55 bridge that connects downtown Memphis with the state of Arkansas. And for a lot of people in that area of Arkansas, you have to get to Memphis to go to the nearest hospital. What if somebody's in labor? What if somebody's dying and they're stuck in in traffic for hours because you have a bunch of Black Lives Matter and Antifa malcontents deciding they're going to go stand on the bridge and block traffic? And not one of them was arrested. Every single one of them should have been arrested full stop. You do not have the right to shut down the flow. I'm not just talking about a busy city street. Or in the neighborhood where this occurred, you're shutting down interstate commerce and travel and traffic, and that, that could be a life-threatening situation. But the local media, the and national media, you're not praising these people. Doing it. Hold on, you're not doing it because you don't have other places to meet or assemble either. You're doing it because exactly. you want your statements to be massive. You want this to be a uh, almost a um, I don't know what you want to say, kidnapping of our rights, almost a. Um, Oh, what is it when you hold somebody against their will? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kidnapping hostage. would be one of Yeah, hostage. Yeah, that's uh, we, good. Look, it's almost like taking the nation hostage or taking Memphis and or uh, related states, surrounding states, hostage by this. That's their attempt, James. 
See, and that's and, and, why, and, and, in my opinion, it's such a problem. It's not peaceful assembly. Well, it was peaceful in so much as what you expect. And see, what the city expected was that they were going to burn it down. That's why the schools weren't in session. Imagine shutting down all the schools in expectation that these people wouldn't be civil enough. Uh, to, and again, what are they protesting? The cops were arrested, charged with murder? I mean, that, that sounds fair to me. Uh, but but there they were, and the local and national media were praising them. Oh, look how peaceful! This is what you know, Dr. King had in mind. This is this is what a peaceful protest. What shutting down interstate traffic? That's a felony. That that that's a federal interstate. That's not even a, a local thing. Uh, that's not even a local state charge. That is a federal offense to shut down the interstate. Uh, and anyway, and but they were all being praised for how peaceful they were in 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 doing this. No matter you know. What uh, traffic backed up for God knows how long um, in any event. Uh, so that 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 was just one thing that happened last night. But unlike when they did this before, it was in July. So they could stay out there all night. But, you know, you're on a bridge. You've got un unobstructed wind hitting you off the frigid waters of the Mississippi River. So they they went home uh, before midnight, but they still shut it down for, for, for a couple, three hours. And uh, anyway, uh, all lauded. Not not only were they not arrested, they were praised. And but here's 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 this: um, a former United States Senate nominee texted me this morning and said that they have a source on the Nashville Police Department that said this was gang related. And my very first hunch, I said, you know, I don't have anything to back this up, but I'm looking at these cops and I'm looking at them, and I know that you know they just came on the force, and Memphis isn't hiring the the, the finest anymore. And I'm saying it would because they beat this guy for no reason. I mean, he was six foot four, 140 pounds. You got five cops just wailing on him. And I mean, he he, he was out and they continued. I said, this almost and, looks gang related. This, yeah, they, I, it would not clearly, surprise me if they were uh, clearly saying none of this is acceptable. I know I'm repeating myself on this, but I want to make it very clear. We're not saying this is acceptable. What we are saying is if this is gang related, bring out the facts. If this is related yeah, and, and, and to some psyop, bring out the real details. But they'll cover it up because they don't want to talk about it. They want to make their agenda that the cops are bad. That's what they want out of this. And hey, well, some they definitely cops want are the cops bad. To, to, to be bad, they really wanted these cops to be white. I, I, I don't mince my words in that. I think the media and the powers that be were very deflated when it turned out that there were no cops to, to hang a racial unrest thing on this uh with but uh, they're still but they're still even even so even though they're all black they're still saying it's white supremacy white supremacy is tr trending on twitter right now as we do this interview live associated with these five <laughs> black cops uh, but in any event i don't know if this is true it's purely speculation i do have somebody who has who, who claims to have a source in another yeah i understand and Tennessee. let's dig into that source and run it to ground but i will say this though part of the reason that i think it's propaganda is this <laughs> Nichols can be heard screaming for his mom during the confrontation. Now, I don't mean to be offensive, but what grown man of 29 years old, unless this guy's just a little punk, what grown man of 29 years old would be screaming for their mommy? Okay, if I was getting beat to death, the last thing I'd be doing is yelling mommy. Okay, I, something isn't right with that. And all over the mainstream news now, you hear mommy or whatever this guy's yelling this super loud and everything else. I'm just saying I don't believe that would really be the normal breakdown narrative either. Something's designed at every point to maximize this, James. And the cops had to know that their body cam footage and the sky, they did it right underneath one of these 
these uh, poli- uh, police official police yeah sky police or video cameras the sky yeah. cops so i mean they, but they they had to know that all this was going to be on on footage i mean it just none of it really adds up i mean there's just bits and pieces but none of it makes sense they had to know that you can't just beat a guy that's defenseless and restrained and and beating you know for five guys on here's the other problem that i really have. weird he dies three days later i'm a little bit surprised at that too because you know what if you got me that bad and then taken to the hospital I'd be surprised if they couldn't restore you. We'll talk about that coming up, too. Hang tight. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. More fallout following the death of Tyree Nichols days after he was violently beaten by police in Memphis. Two sheriff's deputies in Shelby County, Tennessee, have been relieved of duty. The sheriff says he's concerned about their actions and has announced an investigation. President Biden says the video deeply pained him. It starts with cops surrounding his car and throwing him to the ground, with one being heard saying they hope he gets stomped for running away from the police after he breaks free. I hope they stomp his ass. I hope they stomp his ass. Smith is calling for other cars because him and Martin are chasing him. Officers then tackled him and started kicking and punching him while spraying mace. Nichols can be heard screaming for his mom. Nichols died in the hospital days after a January 7th traffic stop involving now former police officers. The officers have since been charged with murder. I'm Dave Collins. Los Angeles, New York, Portland, just some of the cities where protesters gathered Friday night following the release of that video. There were some confrontations between protesters in police in Los Angeles. Three people were arrested in New York City, including one that reportedly assaulted a police officer. Hundreds of protesters gathering in several U.S. cities. Body cam video has been released as well in the brutal hammer attack of Paul Pelosi. The video from last October shows police in San Francisco knocking on the door of the Pelosi's residence. Paul Pelosi opens the door with a man beside him holding a hammer. The video then shows the man hitting Pelosi in the head and officers wrestling him to the ground. David DePape calling a television station on Friday after the release of that video saying, quote, you're welcome, and that he apologizes for not getting more of them. He has pleaded not guilty to all charges. Pelosi is still recovering from the attack. This is USA News. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. Luckily, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor. Save on perfectly portioned favorites, easy meals, and so much more with Omaha Steaks Freezer Filler Sale. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $30 off your order. That's $30 off an endless variety of gourmet choices. Visit OmahaSteaks.com, use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required.
Well, welcome back, everybody. James Edwards here on the Liberty Roundtable this morning here. The great Sam Bushman, Liberty News Radio. And uh, Commander Chris is with us as well as we're talking about the situation here in Memphis. We'll be <laughs> Lieutenant. <talking> about... <laughs> Lieutenant. 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 Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not, to I'm bump you up. <laughs> Promoting you here live. Uh, but we talked about it last week with a retired police officer. We'll be talking about it more tonight and talking about it now. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, it is the biggest news story out there right now, the situation involving Tyree Nichols and uh, five black police officers, a lot of speculation about what their background was. Were they the most qualified that could have been in that position? What went wrong? Why did they beat this guy so savagely? And I know, Sam, you had some other things uh, to, to bring up about that. Yeah, the, the, idea that they, the idea that they literally stopped him, surrounded his car, there's five cops on the scene right from the start. When does that happen? Ladies and gentlemen, when does an average guy get pulled over and all of a sudden your car's surrounded, you're yanked out of the car and thrown to the ground? Come on now. Well, I actually, Sam, I, 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 I was confused about that, too. I watched everything last night. I mean, it was on all the local stations for hours. They preempted all of the primetime programming on Friday night, and all of the stations were just running this for hours and and so i got to see a lot of it uh much more than a lot of people outside of memphis may may have been able to find on the internet and he was pulled over for a traffic stop before the five officers joined what happened was he was pulled over and they were trying to restrain him and he was being combative and okay, he so let me compliant. stop you there now all right so this whole narrative then where they're showing on the mainstream press where they're stopping this guy, surrounding his car and all this kind of stuff. See, they're baiting the escalation, folks. If it started out peacefully, but this guy fought against and resisted, how well is it going to go for you, Chris, when you fight against the cops and resist for a traffic violation? Who does that? Well, see, here's the thing. Being nuanced here... Obviously, you don't deserve to be beaten to death, even if you're not complying with cops, because no, people don't not. comply with cops. You know, and I know you're not saying that, but if people don't comply with cops' instructions you know, every single day. I probably, you know, A lot of them don't. But, but so what happened was he got pulled over, and, and the two officers that pulled him over tried to, you know, they were telling him, lay on your stomach, lay on your stomach. Lay, and he wouldn't, and he was laying on his side, and he wanted to, to jaw with them. And then they started to struggle, and he, and, he, and he got loose, and he ran, and he ran. All right, so we'll talk about that in a second. But, Chris... What do you think? Who does that, though? When was the last time you started fighting with the cops, buddy? <laughs> no, I'm the most courteous of ever when I uh, pulled up. In fact, I was just pulled over about two days ago for not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> you know, I didn't get out and try to pick a fight with the cop, obviously. You know, I wanted him to be as uh, as friendly and as easy When was the last time possible? you were uncooperative with the cops, James? I'm making a point on purpose here. I get pulled over a lot. I talked about this last week. I get at least one or two speeding tickets a year. My insurance companies love me. I, so I've got a lot of experience being pulled oh, over, goodness. and never once did I do what this guy did. What he did, Sam, was he ran, and he ran like a bat out of hell. I mean, he's 6'4", 140. He ran fast, and these out-of-shape police officers, you can see it on the body cam. I watched it. They chased him for about, oh, I don't know, about 50 yards, and then they were sucking air so hard they couldn't continue. I got a question. That's when they called him back up. I got a question. I'm stupid. Hold on. Why even chase him? Why not just sit back and open a Dr. Pepper and hang out on his car hood, man, <laughs> waiting for you to come on back? If you don't, we'll go ahead and impound your vehicle and find you a little later, my friend. Why the chase? Why the escalation, James? 
Well, that that's a good question. You know, I don't know. Maybe uh, depending on what they were pulling him over for, and if they suspected him to be under the influence, I, we don't know all of these details. They're not focusing yeah, on any of that. They're just focusing on white supremacy. But the, you see him calling in for backup. It says uh, slim, uh, black male, slim build, wearing a hoodie. Ooh. You know, going in this direction. So the, then you see the other male? cop car come up, and they said, "Which way did he go?" And then they pointed. So I guess at some point, and then the footage continues. All of the cops are together. I, I assume the original. Officers that yeah. pulled him over all along I'm, all with the I'm backup. telling you is who escalates, who gets yanked out of the car, what happened in the beginning, why is this? Okay, the escalation is the problem. And then you run from the cops. Okay, I don't know about you, but it's only been in the last few years I've even learned that was like a thing. Okay, I've never heard in my whole life until the last two or three or four years, five years, um, that blacks are so afraid of the cops that they run. But I got a question. Is a black guy afraid of the black cops? Because if so, then what's the advantage of letting all the white cops leave through attrition and hiring a bunch of black cops? If the black population's still afraid of them all and they're going to run. But why don't we teach people, and nobody's talking about this. Why don't we teach people, I suggest you don't run from the police. Okay? Don't do it. It's not going to help your cause. I know you're afraid. But if you want to escalate the likelihood of your fear coming to reality, just run. How that's dumb it, am that's, I, that's it. I mean, uh, yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. So I think I, I would be willing to bet had Tyree Nichols and, you know, it's a shame what happened. Uh, but if, the, if he complies and if he lays on his stomach and quits asking questions and quit trying to, to, to chat, you know, obviously he doesn't deserve to die for any of that. And these people are rightly facing a murder charge. And we'll let the courts figure out again after all of the evidence is is presented you, that's why you don't try these things in the court of public opinion we'll get all the evidence out and we'll see what happens with these guys i mean right now it doesn't look good for them but i i you know i want the, the system to to play itself out that's 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 why we have trust in it even though i don't know how much we should anymore but in any event yes if he had if he had done that i think that he'd still be alive and these cops wouldn't be facing a murder rap but uh, and nevertheless i still don't understand though i mean i guess as i said when they were struggling one of the cops was trying to mace this guy and he ended up hitting one of the other cops with the mace uh, and so I don't know if it was just something as simple as, I mean, we heard some reports, maybe there was some gang r- relation to this that is purely speculative. I don't know who the source is on that. I'm passing it along, though, uh, because it's a trusted source of mine uh, that has given me their source, if that makes any sense. But I think at the end of the day, you, what you got to look at is, uh, was it just a, a situation where the cops got mad because he wasn't listening and the cops got mad because they got maced and had to chase him. And then when they caught him, they just started beating him. Uh, but but it, there's just no doubt about it. That violates all police protocol. Once a subject is subdued, you don't just continue the beating. Uh, and we condemn them. And to give aid. And we condemn them for all that. And they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. There's no question. No one's disputing that. My problem with this narrative, though, is... Why did he get out of the car anyway? If all of a sudden you get pulled over for reckless driving or whatever they claim, and the cop comes up to the window and says, sir, you're driving out of control, what you do is you give him your license, you give him your registration, and you say, sir, I'm sorry you interpreted it as reckless driving. Here's what happened or whatever. I had something in my eye. I don't know what the cause is. All I'm saying is you, you don't need to escalate, but somehow we got the car pulled over, fighting with the cops, and then you run. And I'm telling you, in every case where someone has died and the cops are the bad guys, you've got a guy that's got a past record. I don't know if this guy does or not yet. You've got a guy who um, literally fights with the cops and then flees. And every time it goes bad. 
So little kids, when you're in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, I want to go around to the government schools everywhere, and I just want to say, hey, if you plan on fighting with the cops and running from the cops, expect it to go bad. Is it the cops' fault? Probably. Is it your fault? Absolutely. Because you know what? You're not going to do any good by fighting with the cops. Okay, you've got your car there. You've got your registered vehicle there. You've got. They will trace you. They will find you. They will have their way at the law with you, whatever the case is. Running will do you no good. Fighting will do you no good. Now, I don't know if you're on drugs so you can't realize and you just fight. I don't know. But I'm telling you, that never goes well. Answer, be cooperative. Pull the Chris Carlson. Be polite. Be super genuine. Or genuine. Show your hands. Give them your stuff. Not because I think that you need to be perfect to the cops, but if we want the cops to be kind to us, we better start by leading with kindness and start by building a relationship of trust. I'm so sorry you pulled me over, officer. Here's what the real story is. or what. I'm just telling you, it never goes well. Why isn't anybody talking about this but Sam Bushman, James? That's a good question. That was not brought up at all. And I, with what I saw again, I what I saw started with him on the ground outside of the car after the initial stop. I don't know if they pulled him out of the car or for what reason he got out of the car. Yeah, I they say know. they yanked him out of the car. All right, maybe they did. I didn't see that. I, but I, but know, again, I my question trust. is why. And I'm still saying if you get yanked out of the car, the cop might be out of line. But I'm telling you, fighting back. Well, did, what, but was this was this guy being confrontational? Was he mouthing off? Was there a reason for the cops to pull him out of the car? That I don't know. Uh, and then it, it picks up after that. After he runs, it picks up again sometime later after they found him. And then all the cops are together, the backup and the originals. So, uh, and, and, and apparently some other people too. All right, we know you got to go in a second, James. Any final thoughts? No, I mean, you know, again, justice be done. It's a terrible situation. I, you know, you do feel bad for the family, obviously for the victim. Uh, let's let all the evidence be presented, though, before we rush to, to an opinion and a judgment. In other words, you're saying, hold right on, now. you're saying even though you're a racist because you're white and I'm a racist, you're saying <laughs> yeah. these black guys should get in due process? You're saying Absolutely. That? Yep, absolutely. And, and oh. I'm sad that the guy died. I mean, that's obviously that brings me no joy. I would much rather... Nazi white supremacy trending right now as a result of this, and, and, and obviously you don't ever want anybody to die. So just a bad situation all the way around for all of us. Yeah, by the way, don't run from the cops, though. Just telling you. <laughs> Thanks, James. Talk to you soon. Hey, skip hey, the break, you. will you? I want to go straight to Chris now. Thank you so much for your patience and letting James cover this. It's just a late-breaking story we got to get to. But I'm saying, look, you don't run from the cops. You don't <laughs> fight the cops. You don't. All these things are going to absolutely make sure that it goes bad for you. Now, did this guy have, should this guy have died? Of course not. Of course not. I'm not saying that. But I am saying if you expect to fight with the cops, disobey, and, uh, you know, run, I'm just telling you, it isn't going to go well whether you live or not. Chris. Well, let me um, see if I can shed a little light on this story from my personal perspective. And I'm going to share a story uh, that happened when I was, uh, oh, I don't know, 16, 17, and an idiotic teenager. <laughs> so I had a friend who was from down Missouri way, a southerner like you and James, <laughs> and hopefully this doesn't reflect negatively on you, but he was one of those southerners that just had a wild streak about him, okay? And me and him, he and I were buddies. So we, we uh, got it in our heads uh, somehow that we were going to sneak into a local Girl Scout camp, <laughs> which obviously was a stupid idea. So we snuck in, we started talking to the girls, and all of a sudden, of course, as we should have expected, 
the counselors took notice that there were a couple of teenage boys in this Girl Scout camp with all these younger girls. Obviously, that is a situation that should be mitigated. And they uh, proceeded to mitigate it. We proceeded to run. This is at night, mind you, (laughs) in the dark. And um, he and I proceeded running, and they almost caught up with us. And they kept shouting, stop, stop. And he continued to run, similar to um, Tyree Nichols. And I proceeded to stop. And I guess the reason I shared that story with you, Sam, is because some people just have this this notion that when they're being pursued by authorities, uh, the best thing to do is to run. And in my mind, I thought the best thing to do was to respect authority, even though to this day I regret having done it because now I'm labeled a chicken. But that's just the way some people think. So this young man, obviously, like you and James speculated, probably had a history of criminal activity, probably thought in his head that the best thing to do to avoid conflict was to run, which obviously is not a very rational thought to have under those circumstances. And as a consequence, he's now dead. Now, I'm not saying that he should, that, that those are the just consequences for what he did. Obviously, it's not. Those police officers were in the wrong. And one of them was probably having a bad day, and he probably lost control of his emotions and proceeded to take out his frustrations on this unfortunate young man. And that uh, behavior catalyzed uh, the sentiments or the emotions of the other police officers who were with him, and they all proceeded in a groupthink fashion to do what they did, and they probably looked back on it and said, what was I thinking so I don't know if any of that sheds any light on the situation. Um, I, I am always very, very courteous to police officers. It doesn't matter where, whether I feel that I was justly pulled over or not. I know that they have all the power. And at that particular point, I have very little, if any, power. So my approach to any situation is to be as cooperative, to be as kind and courteous and gentle as possible And as a result, I am still alive today, and I have a lot of friends and very, very few enemies. And those enemies that I do have, it's because they think I'm weird because of my political beliefs. Anyway, I don't know if that sheds any light on the situation. I've got a couple of other additional thoughts. Did you want to comment on what I just said? Yeah, I think you're right on this, but I'm telling you right now, people need to learn this and learn this quickly. Every time one of these cases comes to be a serious problem. The cops are out of line. I don't disagree one one bit. The cops are absolutely out of line and should be criminally prosecuted and fired. There's no doubt we need to get rid of the bad apples. But I'm telling you, if you think you can fight with cops and run from the cops, that's, that's going to do you any good. I'm telling you, you are sadly mistaken. And people need to teach this stuff. This is simple 101. Okay? Now... We don't know why he died three days later. Because usually you could recover from this severe beating or whatever. Now, maybe it was just too bad. I don't know. But the other question that I have is this. What do we know about this Tyree Nichols? Okay. We don't know anything about this guy. I look and I type in Tyree Nichols record. And they say, did he have a criminal record? I'm trying to still find this out. Why isn't the American people told that? And you would say, well, that's not relevant. He didn't deserve to die. I agree he didn't deserve to die. But it absolutely is relevant. Okay? 
this is something that you cannot ignore because if they're literally going to pull somebody over and they grab the license plate and run it really quick while they're pulling you over and they see this guy in there with a criminal record, they're already ready for a different response than if they see Sam Bushman, blind person, doesn't have a driver's license because he can't see, and he's the passenger, and then they see Julie, his wife, and she doesn't have any record whatsoever. They're going to pull us over differently than this guy that has a record. Okay, they are. And if you expect that not to be the case or you feel like that's wrong, it's impossible to prevent. It is reality. Reality is things as they really are. I bring that up, Chris, because we really need to put this in perspective. Yeah, yeah, that young man, I mean, he had been brainwashed to think that when police stop you, that your chances of dying are better if you just sit there and let them do what they want than to run, which is completely and totally illogical. Why would any, I mean, he's 29 years old. You can't blame it on the fact that he was, you know, your prefrontal lobe is not fully developed until age 25. But uh, probably because of the drugs that he had taken, the pornography that he was exposed to, and he's yelling, mommy, mommy, mommy. That's actually a psychological phenomenon of which I am somewhat familiar. When you suppress your your spiritual and social development through the use of drugs and the exposure to pornography, um, it stifles your personal um, social and psychological development. So it doesn't surprise me that he was screaming for his mother. Um, that is actually a social phenomenon that um, is quite common. Yeah, would you scream for your mom? No, no. I quit that probably at about age 20-ish, somewhere around there. <laughs> but I'm I mean. Just... Now, I be, I'll be the first to say we need a swift, full, thorough, transparent investigation of this thing. I get it, and I agree. Now, there's something else I want to bring up about this. <clears throat> um, the Nichols family <clears throat> and their attorneys have now called on the Department of Justice to investigate what they call saturation patrols, which they described as, quote, big teams of police patrolling neighborhoods in the name of, quote, decreasing violent crime. But they say instead these foster a wolf pack mentality or mindset. And lawyers mm. say the five officers who beat Nichols were part of such a unit. Now, this is true, by the way. And so the family does have some point here. Saturation patrols uh, become a problem. But let me ask society why they do these saturation patrols, James. Okay. I I want you to think about this. Why are they doing a saturation Mm -hmm. patrol in the first place? Um, Groupthink mentality. That's all I can think of. uh, Well, my response is because because the community is so violent, because the people are so against the cops, Okay, that they can't get any other way to reduce crime. Hmm. Okay, they look for impaired driving behavior. Okay, they're also called blanket patrols. Okay, they're DWI patrols. Okay, they have these. But you know what? They only do these uh, in a small geographic area because there's, quote, hot spot crime reduction needed 
this happens in these big cities and stuff like that, James. But the reason that it does is because they have no other way to stop the violence. Now, if the people were self-governed and didn't have this violence in the first place, they wouldn't have these big teams getting together called saturation patrols in the first place. When was the last time you saw a saturation patrol near your house, Chris? Uh, we don't have any of those in my neighborhood. It's a per- very peaceful neighborhood. Yeah, because uh, it's a problems, peaceful neighborhood, but, uh, right? Yes. Um, what was I going to say? There's, um, you know, a lot of this crime did not develop until the 60s. I don't know if you know that, Sam. If you look at the I do know line, that. It was, it was pretty flat. And then in the 60s, when a lot of drugs were introduced, the rock and roll scene, uh, came on um, and pornography quite frankly pornography is actually quite a blight on society I don't know if you know about its psychological effects it, it lowers your inhibitions it makes you more animalistic I think that has a lot to do with it you know as well as the drugs the violent uh, movies that started coming out in the late 60s uh, the drugs uh, the free sex all that stuff contributed to the increase yes but in now what about the literal blatant we hate the cops we want nothing to do with the cops we want to defund the police you know f you to the cops what about this narrative over the last two or three years you think that had anything to do with this guy fighting with the cops or running mm-hmm. well, do you mind if i pose my theory at this point so i was yeah. thinking about this as you and james we're talking, Sam. So I believe that eventually what they want to bring about is a federal police force to replace all the that local police That is right. Forces. And that's why the family's literally going to the Justice Department right now. And they're calling on the DOJ to investigate saturation patrols. Because you see, mm-hmm. what you need is, now FBI did saturation on my buddy, Ken Cromar, where they literally, the FBI got in bed with and and, and you know, caused a big problem and had a 175-man SWAT team at his house. Uh, they uh, The Bundys experienced that when they got stopped and poor Lavoie Finnecum lost his life. Uh, so don't feel that the FBI is going to make a difference, but you're right. That's where they're headed. Right. That's where they're headed. And let, me, and let me see if I can put a finer point on this theory. So the reason that they're blowing this incident way out of proportion, and they really are, it, it is weird because the perpetrators were black. So why are they picking on the black police officers? I think what they're trying to do is illustrate that the problem cannot be solved by putting black police officers in black neighborhoods and white police officers in white neighborhoods. The only way they can solve this is, like I said, uh, creating a a national police force that is controlled from Washington, D.C. And, of course, as you said, we already have one, the FBI. And, you know, that's already a huge tragedy in the case of LaVoy Finnecum, as you, you pointed out, and in other incidences. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the best theory I've got, Sam. Uh, we know that they want to do it. There, there's no question about that. But this just may uh, further facilitate that transition and, and hopefully not. Yeah, we'll keep, an eye on the, we'll keep an eye on the ball for this story, ladies and gentlemen. Enough on it now because we just need more information. We need the investigation to be transparent. We need the investigation to give us details to where we can really understand, did this guy have a record? Uh, you know, what really happened? Was there gang affiliation? Was there this um, saturation patrol? That is that the problem? Uh, was this guy driving? Why did he fight with the cops? How did we escalate? We need de-escalation training for all the cops. There's no doubt about that. On another story right before the end of the hour, though, they say this. This is supposed to be a good headline. 
uh, Chris. Republicans demand spending cuts before raising debt ceiling. Now, some would say that's good news, and I guess if you're going to cut some spending, it's good news. But to me, it means they've already given up on not raising the debt ceiling. Think about the headline. Republicans demand spending cuts before raising the debt ceiling. They're not even talking about not raising it. They've already lost. Chris? Yes, they have already lost. But you know what they mean. Let me give you a Washington definition of reducing spending. So it's called baseline budgeting. And you're familiar with that, Sam. I don't mean to patronize you on this. But what it is is you assume that you will increase the budget by a certain percentage every year. And when you don't increase it by that percentage, let's say the increase is 5%. And when you only increase it by 3%, that is considered a spending cut, believe it or not. (laughs) In the real world, obviously, you couldn't get away with that. I couldn't get away with it in my household. But Congress gets away with it all the time because they redefine what an increase is and is not. So, yeah, anyway. but the bottom line, though, is I don't want them to raise the debt ceiling at all. Uh, the debt ceiling wasn't to play games and extract special privilege or spending cuts. The debt ceiling was meant to be a stop on spending and force us to find other ways and live within our means. They've lost sight of that right. whole reality on both sides of the aisle, and this is proof. Republicans demand spending cuts before raising the debt ceiling. So they're going to raise it. They've already told you so. The only question left is how much can they extract, and the answer is not much when you already give away your cards. Yep. No, that's, it's a disgrace. Right on top of that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's not so bad. Anyway, I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> going to leave you with the final words this hour. Second hour is going to be great. Second hour, we're going to talk about the empires, new clothes. We're going to do that. But all I'm telling you is, folks, do not run from the cops. Do not fight with the cops, even if they're in the wrong, and even if they're being unkind and jerks and rough and problematic. Do not devolve to their level. If you do, you just might die. But either way, it will not go well for you. I can promise you that. So take a page out of the playbook of how to win friends and influence people. Be kind, respectful, set the moral high bar. Make it impossible, virtually impossible for them to abuse you and have an excuse, okay? I'm just telling you the way to not die and to not get hurt, severely injured, okay? And don't go riot in the streets. You have a right to peacefully assemble. That doesn't mean riot or protest or stop traffic or anything else. All right? Hour one of the can, hour two coming up for Sam and Chris. LovingLiberty.net. This nation shall endure. God save the republic. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson on your radio. This is the broadcast for January 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023, hour two of two. To promote God, family, and country, to protect life, liberty, and property using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, along with the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders, That is the solution. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. Folks, look, don't run from the cops. Don't do it. It will not go well. It will absolutely suck. No matter what, you might die or at least get severely injured. I'm going to tell you, don't do it. Okay? Just don't do it. Chris Carlson, welcome, sir. 
Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord, Sam, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson, re-reporting for duty, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, the emperor has new clothes. Let's just start. Let's just dig in, sir. Okay. So that's a little bit of a, a change on that theme. I say the empire's new clothes. Hopefully your audience. Oh, yeah. That's what you mean. All right. I was confused there for a minute because it said empire, yeah. but I didn't know empires got dressed. Well, no, they don't exactly do that. So we'll have to make it a metaphor in this case, Sam. Because All right, I can one... handle those. So your audience is probably familiar. If they're not familiar, I'll give you the 15-second version of the emperor's new clothes, which this is based on. So the emperor received some new clothes from some deceptive charlatans who said, well, only the dishonest in heart cannot see the clothes. And the king looked down, and he noticed he was naked, but he didn't want to be accused of being dishonest in heart. So he went along with the scam and pretended like his clothes were actually visible. And he went out on the street in his underwear, parading around in his new clothes, but all of his subjects knew that only the impure in heart would not be able to see the clothes. So they went along with the scam and pretended to see his clothes. And uh, it took a little child to recognize that, hey, king, you're naked. <laughs> and that's what we are as an empire. And we are an empire here in the United States of America, unfortunately. I wish we weren't, but we are. And I went ahead and I put together my own fairy tale. And I'd like to read it at this time that illustrates where we're headed and where, based on where we've been. So you ready for that, Sam? Absolutely. <laughs> Once there was a young and prosperous empire who, although it compromised only four yeah, compromised only 4% of the world's population, guess what? It produced 20%, if not 25%, of the world's goods and services. It was the envy of the world because its people were honest, upright, and hardworking for the most part. And because of their righteousness, the God of heaven blessed them with modern manufacturing technology that allowed them produce many, to produce many more goods and services than any other country on the face of the globe. Not only did the inhabitants of this empire benefit from this manufacturing boom, but the whole world was blessed with the cheap goods and services that it produced. But, just like every other great empire in the history of the world, the evil one was not happy with the great rise of the natural aristocracy that fueled the success of this righteous empire. Hard work, industry, and righteousness was rewarded at the expense of dishonesty, speculation, and deception. With his cunning deceptions, he replaced the evil one, that is. He replaced our gold and silver-based monetary system with one that was based on the good faith and credit of the American government. Dun, dun, dun. So the evil one comes in, and he recognizes the prosperity of this great empire, which we've been for a while now. And he said, the something's got to be done with this. Righteousness, um, Hard work, industry, we can't have that. We need to have dishonesty, speculation, and deception. So along comes the Federal Reserve System, which uh, introduced a fiat-based system fraught with fraud and deception. This great deception happened in 1913 when, after several scientifically manipulated depressions caused by the evil one and his minions, the evil one tricked the citizens of the empire into supporting a replacement of the system that made the rise of the empire possible. 
And then again, in 1971, the evil one and his minions deceived the good citizens of the empire into planting another poison seed in the heart of the merit-based system that the whole world was benefiting from. Dun, dun, dun. But this time, instead of backing the lifeblood of the empire's economy with gold and silver, which encouraged thrift and accountability, the evil one convinced the representatives of the citizens of the empire to back their fiat money with a commodity that is produced in a in a tyrannically controlled country that does not use that power in a way that is good, honest, and wise, and that would be Saudi Arabia in our case. This seed was the formation of a fiat money system that was backed by Saudi Arabian crude oil, and they used force to make all of the other countries that sold, that is the empire, use force to make all the other countries that sold crude, crude oil to pay for it in dollars that were no longer backed by gold and silver, thus creating a global currency that would collapse if not forcibly tied to a tyrannical regime that happens to be the greatest producer of the commodity that keeps the U.S. dollar afloat, and that's Saudi Arabia. Okay, that's the end of that little fairy tale. I don't know if you were read that when you were a kid, Sam. I wasn't, um, but it is nonetheless no. characteristic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't really uh, you know, apply that properly i guess right no 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 if you had maybe we'd, we wouldn't have if, if the kids around this country when they were young had been read that fairy tale maybe they would uh, not allow uh, the evil one to have made so much ground over the last 50 years since we were born but it is a it unlike a fairy tale sam based on reality and this fairy tale will end as soon as our ship of state sinks in an ocean of oil no longer backed by the u.s dollar the old aphorism easy come easy go will characterize this collapse when this happens the scripture quote when the wicked rule the people mourn quote unquote will be fulfilled and brandon smith has a story in lourockwell.com that uh, basically illustrates this on a more reality. And by the way, way, it's an incredible column that lays out the details in no uncertain terms, Chris. Yep, he's right on target. I can't disagree. I think there's one area where I disagree with him. Uh, I can't remember what that was. But yeah, for the most part, he's right on target. He's right on target. So shall we jump into the article? Yes, sir. Did you have something more to say? Okay, so... I'm not familiar with Brandon Smith, uh, but I am now. He's very eloquent, very articulate, and very insightful economically. So the title of the article, Sam, is A Dollar Collapse is Now in Motion. Saudi Arabia Signals the End of the Petro Status. And a lot of people don't even know that our dollar is artificially propped up by oil. Uh, some do. Uh, in either case, most people think that we're just going to continue on into the future and everything's just going to be a hunky dory like it's been since 1971 when we decoupled from gold and silver. So anyway, going into the article, this is January 26, 2003, just a week ago or so. The decline of a currency's world reserve status is often a long process rife with denials. There are numerous economic experts out there that have been dismissing any and all warnings of dollar collapse for years. And I call this normalcy bias. And it's a psychological phenomenon whereby people think that just because something has existed, in, in our case, the empire, 
which didn't become an empire until recently, but it's been around, the, the country's been around for 230-some, 235-ish years. They think that it's going to continue for another 205 or 235 years. And I say that is And they believe very... these subtle changes, they ignore them and think things are still normal, even though they're not. They're fundamentally changed without the people's really understanding or acknowledgement in many cases. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are not the country that we started. Uh, we're not the country that we started 55 years ago, Sam, when you and I were born. Uh, we had still been on the gold and silver standard in uh, 1967. Those were still kind of the good old days, even though a lot of damage had been done. But it wasn't until 19 I, – I erroneously ascribed 1945. That's, that's when the Bretton Woods Conference was convened. And um, the the dollar became the the international global standard, but we were still backed by gold and silver in 1945, up until 1971. We've talked about uh, our decoupling from the uh, gold standard in 1971. That's when the uh, petrodollar began. Anyway, um, so we think that you know everything's just going to be hunky dory going into the future. Not so fast. He goes on to say, Brandon Smith does, the other argument is that the U.S. dollar is backed by the full force of the U.S. military, and the U.S. military is backed by the U.S. Treasury and the Federal Reserve. And he says, in other words, the dollar is backed by the dollar. And that's a circular argument. The dollar is backed by the dollar. Yeah. It's like saying, John is the most trustworthy person in the world. If you don't believe me, just ask him. Well, if he's dishonest, honestly, he's going to tell you a lie. Um, So it's a circular argument, and it's a false god, no less. Because all that Saudi Arabia would have to do is say, hey, we're going to sell our oil in euros, or we're going to start selling our oil in yuan, or um, Russian rubles, or whatever, or a basket currency which we know is coming because they have to implement their new world order. And along with a new world order, Sam, there has to be a new world currency. And I think it'll be a basket of currencies. And they might just include the dollar as part of that, you know, just for old time's sake, you know. All right, let's go ahead and skip the break, if you would, please. Continue, Chris. Okay. So Brandon Smith goes on to say, and I'll try to make this brief because he's very wordy. And a lot of the points he uh, doubles up on. He says, these sentiments are not only pervasive among mainstream economists, who should know better, by the way, they are also all over the place within the alternative media, which they should e- know even better, but they don't. Okay, He goes on to compare uh, our current uh, tenuous system as the golden goose, and it is producing a lot of golden eggs. It's a two-edged sword. If you think about it, the petrodollar arrangement that, that we negotiated in the early 1970s, Sam, is actually a, a huge, huge benefit uh, to our system in as much as we have determined that we're just going to crank out the dollars like nobody's business. You know, in an inflationary environment, you want to be able to export inflation, and that's exactly what we do when we've created this international currency. When I was in Peru 30 years ago, um, you could pay for things in either soles, which is the local currency in Peru, or you could pay for them in dollars. Because worldwide, since the early 70s, and even before then, people respected the dollar as a stable currency. 
But that was only because it was mandated in international circles that you had to sell and buy your oil in dollar bills, and that artificially created stability. But as soon as that becomes decoupled, if it does, and we're hearing rumblings about it. We're hearing rumblings. In fact, at the World Economic Forum, and I'm not sure who this individual representative is, but one of the representatives of Saudi Arabia made the statement that uh, they're going to decouple eventually from the dollar. And uh, that should have sent tidal waves to economic, the economic um, world communities. And it hasn't. Nobody's taken really notice. Of it. Not that I've heard of. I mean, obviously Brandon Smith has taken notice of this. So, so here and, we are. He wisely asks. He wisely asks the question: Isn't the dollar system their golden goose? And the answer is it has been for a long, long time. The goose that laid the golden egg comes from Aesop's fables, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that uh, the idea here is that you know, is it real prosperity or false prosperity? Uh, and it has been manipulated prosperity for a long time, and it's false. But eventually, all those systems historically have proven to absolutely fail. This time when it fails, they want to replace it with their agenda. Okay, They want to, on the ashes, build their, quote, world economic reality. It'll be a basket currency controlled by the IMF, and you'll get, quote, what, drawing rights for a certain amount of Quote, privileges? Yeah, they're yeah, working SDRs. on this hard, folks. SDRs are most likely, I mean, a lot of people who are on to what's going to happen and what could potentially uh, fate the dollar, they're familiar with what will most likely replace it as well, and that's a basket of currencies. And I think that's what they'll do, because here's the problem. We talked about this two weeks ago, Sam. If they completely decouple the dollar from the international oil trade, uh, that will cause uh, an economic pa- panic, the likes of which we could never even dream of. It, there would be so much inflation, it would just cause instant chaos, not only in America, but especially in America, but throughout the world, because it would just be too disruptive. What they'll probably do is they'll, pro- they'll, they'll gradually wean us or wean the international markets from the dollar gradually so as not to disturb things too much, but the impact will nonetheless be felt. You know, whether it takes um, – well, it, it'll be felt immediately, first of all. It's just the news of that happening, uh, you know, will will disturb the market sufficiently to cause panic. But, again, they don't want too much panic. So, yeah, that and that is the goose that lays the golden egg. And as I said, it's a two-edged sword. It allows us to export a lot of our, our, our debt or a lot of our um, inflation – and not feel the impact because there's so many – nobody knows how many dollars are in circulation. Yeah, not feel the impact temporarily, though, ladies and gentlemen. Like all Ponzi schemes, you can have the feeling of prosperity. You can have the feeling of all is well. You can have the feeling – but it isn't real, folks, and that's the problem. At some point when you export this inflation to everybody else uh, and you uh, export uh, – force this tyranny on everybody else, at some point people were – revolt at some point people say look this is not a path that's doing me well and that's what we're starting to see now as saudi arabia historically supposedly a friendly country i say supposedly because i believe it's all built on most of our quote goodwill is based on if we give you military hardware and fund your country then you'll be kind to us logic which i think is completely bogus in the end 
uh, you find that you, you behave like that, and eventually you don't have any money to give them, they're not your friend anymore. Uh, so that's what we're starting to see. Hey, they're starting to realize America doesn't have any more to give. They've fleeced America for so long now uh, that, that, you know what, the game is over. So, you know, um, if you don't have money, you're not, they're not going to be your friend anymore. And that's what we're starting to really see come home to roost, Chris. Yeah, and not only Saudi Arabia, the world at large has recognized America because of our interventionism in Iraq, in Iran, um, in Libya, for example. We totally decimated that country. Now there are slave markets selling women as slaves, whereas before um, their leader, Muammar Gaddafi, was murdered by us, you know, by our military efforts. Uh, it was a stable country. And there's another backstory there about the um, dinar, the, the gold-backed currency that um, Muammar Gaddafi, although he is an evil dictator, he had the wisdom to establish a gold-backed currency, and that's why he had to go in, what was that, uh, 2014. Anyway, that was a side story. We might be able to talk about that some other day. But let's talk about Saudi Arabia in particular and, and some of the recent developments there. Uh, so we know that uh, Mohammed bin Salman is now the dictator there in Saudi Arabia. And um, Brandon Smith goes on to say, I noted at the time, he's referring to a previous article, that the uh, sudden power shift over to Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman indicated a change in Saudi Arabia's relationship to the U.S. And I added a sideline. It should be noted that American presidents have bowed to the Saudi Crown Princes in the past. So, you know, we treat them like royalty, which is galling. Anyway, he goes on to say, uh, Brandon Smith, I stated that, quote, today Mohammed bin Salman controls all three positions, foreign policy, defense matters, oil and economic decisions, and social changes are, are now all in the handle. So he is a true dictator. So, you know, he can, with the stroke of a pen, change everything as far as our relationship uh, with the petrodollar is concerned with Saudi Arabia. Um, so he goes on to say, Brandon Smith, the rise of Mohammed bin Salman was backed by the public investment fund, PFI, a fund compromised or comprised of trillions of dollars supplied by globalists within the Carlyle Group. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Carlyle Group. I, I know you've heard of it. Uh, the Bush family is associated with it. Henry Kissinger is one of the uh, investors in that. And Goldman Sachs, Blackstone, BlackRock, and these are all Zionist-controlled organizations. James Edwards would appreciate what I'm saying now. The Saudi royal family also has strong Zionist loyalties. Some believe that they themselves are of Jewish descent. So there's a really unique relationship. If you think about the relationship that the state of Israel now has with surrounding Arab countries, for the most part, it is negative because Arabs and Jews, for the most part, don't get along. But for the last... Well, since Israel has become a state recognized by the UN, Sam, the state of Israel has always have had pretty friendly relations with Saudi Arabia, and a lot of people wonder why that's the case. I believe that the Saudi royal family is actually of Jewish descent, and they are being controlled by the state of Israel up to today. And I think one of the reasons that they established that relationship and they installed their own people is because they knew that that was a very, going to be a very powerful country, whoever controls it. I think the state of Israel controls Saudi Arabia today. So, you know, they can, by with the stroke of a pen, change our petrodollar arrangement at will, if they so choose. 
So you've got that. You've got Saudi Arabia. You've got um, Mohammed bin Salman, who is controlled by the Zionist state of Israel. And uh, you've got the petrodollar uh, teetering on the point of collapse. And once that happens, like, like we said over and over again, the whole world order changes. And, and not immediately, but almost immediately, Sam. I mean, it'll be, depending on how uh, easy they can control that collapse. It's like trying to control a slow motion train wreck. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it or not. And they talk about world. Well, here, here's the bottom line. They've been trying to do this stuff for decades. They've been trying to move us towards a global currency. And every time we discover it, find out about it, push back, we back, we stop it and or delay it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and that's really where we are now. The question becomes, will they force this on us now or can we push back and stop and delay it? But eventually it's going to happen, Chris. There's no way to stop it. There's no way to stop it, yeah. Um, and because America, America has become the people don't realize. I mean, we're we're in a bubble here in America because our media is so much controlled. People in foreign countries they don't like America. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, they're blinded to one degree or another too. But you know, countries like uh, Iran. I mean, where you still have uh, a central bank that is controlled by the Iranians and not by the uh, Zionist state of Israel. I mean, they know the reason they burn American flags and say death to America is because not because they're evil people. There are a lot of great people in, in Iran, but they don't have controlled medias like we have here. Uh, they know that America really is evil. They know what they did in Iran. They know what they, we've done in, um, uh, in Libya and, and all over the Middle East where we have these wars of intervention, and they know why we did it at the behest of the state of Israel. Um, but America is no longer a righteous nation. We allow our leaders to to kill too many innocent men, women, and children in the name of stabilizing their countries. Which, in all cases, their countries look at look at Iran, um, look at um, look at uh, what, what's the country I'm thinking about where we pulled out um, Afghanistan. Excuse me. Um, you know, look at Libya. They're all extremely unstable today. And the bad guys have taken over the reins of power. Uh, so we we have become the pariah of the world, and that will facilitate their willingness to transition from the petrodollar because they know, to to a degree, they know that it will ruin our country. And we should know too. We should study these things, but we don't. And if a dummy like me can understand it, Sam, certainly you know these highly educated politicians that we have leading our country from Yale and Harvard and Columbia and Stanford they should be able to figure it out and i think a lot of them do but they're just keeping their mouths shut a lot of times you know when people know the truth they're just too afraid to even admit it to themselves and i think that's the case with a lot of our politicians they will deny what they they know in the backs of their heads when when they should admit it and deal with it but we're not dealing with it and we're going to deal with it in a very big and devastating manner if we don't deal with it in a peaceful manner before that happens. All right. Like I told you, Kevin McCarthy and crew aren't even planning to stop raising the debt ceiling, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans demand spending cuts before raising the debt ceiling. They're not even planning to not do it. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. The release of graphic video showing the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols by Memphis police sparked protests in several cities. Demonstrators turning out in Memphis, New York, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles last night. Police used pepper spray to control unruly crowds. This after body cam video shows the arrest of the 29-year-old who died following a traffic stop. Video show Memphis officers punch, kick, and tase Nichols. They have now been charged with murder, and more personnel moves have been made in the wake of that video. Two Shelby County deputies are relieved of duty pending an investigation. The announcement came after videos were released to the public from various angles on Friday. Shelby County Sheriff Floyd Bonner Jr. said he's launching an investigation into whether the deputies violated police policy. Five Memphis police officers who faced charges including second-degree murder were previously fired from the department. I'm Jerry Barmash. 85 vehicles involved in a chain reaction crash that shut down I-90 through Wisconsin for seven and a half hours Friday. 21 people injured, according to the Wisconsin State Patrol. At least seven people are dead after an attack at a Jerusalem synagogue. Reports say a Palestinian gunman entered this synagogue and fired at worshippers gathering Friday night. Israeli media report children among the dead. The shooter was killed at the scene. At least three others injured. The man who claimed he had a bomb outside the Library of Congress in 2021 pleads guilty to felony charges. Floyd Roseberry drove his truck onto the sidewalk outside the library and began yelling at people on the streets that he had an explosive before going on a rant against the government. Authorities say his vehicle contained possible bomb-making materials. He faces up to 10 years in prison. This is USA News. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towels that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Okay, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live with Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> but uh, we talked about the collapse of the dollar, and a lot of people with normalcy bias are thinking, no, this can never happen. It's never happened in my lifetime. It hasn't happened since the beginning of our country, but we don't. what we don't realize is the dollar at the beginning of the founding of this great nation was backed by gold and silver. And we were a productive nation, and we have been for the most part, but we're transitioning a lot of that production over to China. Now, the dollar must go in order for the new world order to rise. And Brandon Smith says this, the dollar is just a stepping stone towards their goal of a one world economy and a one world currency. 
They have killed the world reserve status of other currencies, and he gives an example of the British pound uh, in another part of the article. In the past, why wouldn't they give the same to the dollar? Yeah, why wouldn't they? Uh, just because they haven't done it so far during our lifetime, Sam, why wouldn't they do it in the near future? And my insert is, in order for the new world order to rise, America must fall. And that sounds pretty dire, and nobody, especially with normalcy bias, wants to buy into that. And I don't want to buy into it, but we have to. We have to grapple with that reality. Our leaders, our national leaders have to grapple with that reality. I am surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. To be honest with you, I thought it would happen sooner. I do not confuse God's patience with tolerance. In his mercy, he will allow us to experience the consequences of our foolish actions, even if that means that our economy will either partially or if they don't have control enough control over it, it could get out of hand. We'll talk about that later. He has allowed great empires to collapse in the past and will allow ours to collapse as well. And I make a reference to Daniel 2.44, and I think we're going to see this in our lifetimes. And I'll just quote that. It says, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, and that's God's kingdom, by the way, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all of these kingdoms and it shall stand forever, unquote. And that's Daniel 2.44. And I think that fulfill, the fulfillment of that prophet, we're going to see happening within our lifetime, Sam, because all the kingdoms of the devil, they must fall. They must be destroyed because they are an impediment to God's purposes. And the remnant, I believe, will survive. Oh, there will be devastation throughout the world, as we know. You know, we, we read... Uh, Matthew chapter 24, and it talks all about the destruction that will be visited upon us here in these latter days, and I think we're living in those days. And right now is probably a good transition to Tucker Carlson, Sam, if you want to have Lindsay go ahead. Yeah, what I, what I think is happening, Tucker is highlighting this better than anybody else in the mainstream is why I go to him. It's not like I think he has more intel than me on anything or anything, uh, but I do believe that when the mainstream press at least one of their own, to some degree, talks about something and is pretty candid. It's worth focusing on. So Tucker Carlson talks about another attempt by leaders of our country to inflame racial hatred in the United States. This is a highly aggressive propaganda campaign. Now, in a way, we're going back to this, you know, Tyree guy, because that's what Tucker talks about, but not really. Because what they're really doing with this is destroying America. All systems must fall. They're pushing and taking us a long way in this by attacking every element of stability. So the Republicans are a problem. The Democrats are a problem. Government's a problem. Your state's a problem. Your federal government's a problem. Your, and the cops are a problem. And the businesses are a problem. And, the, and they're taking everybody down. Listen to Tucker. Here it is. Well, as we said, that video is hard to watch. Parts of it are brutal. It seems like an abuse of power. You can't kick a man when he's on the, de- on the ground, handcuffed. Decent people oppose that. Virtually all Americans oppose that. We should also remember that we don't know all the facts here. We've seen a lot of videos over the years that have been put to uses that had nothing to do with the topic of the video itself. Um, so we should suspend some level of judgment, but that video is, is awful in a lot of ways. But here's what it's not. It's not an example of racism, systemic or otherwise. The man on the ground who was killed or died in any case was black. 
but so was every police officer you just saw hitting him. So, by the way, is the police chief of Memphis. So is most of its city government. So also is the overwhelming majority of the city of Memphis itself. So whatever you think of them, white people did not play any role in this particular tragedy. Whatever the story may be about, it's not about racial bias. Any honest person could see that immediately. But you would never know it from watching the so-called news coverage of this tape today. The only person whose race most media outlets identified was the victim. Another unarmed black man murdered by the police, they said. Moments ago on MSNBC, they just described what you just saw as white supremacy. Really, how? CNN's Van Jones did acknowledge that the police who hit Tyree Nichols were black, but, quote, they might still have been driven by racism. Van Jones didn't take the time to explain how. It was a lie, of course. They're all lying. And Joe Biden himself, the president of the United States, swiftly reinforced that lie. Referring to an event in which every single participant and their supervisors was the same color, Biden lectured the United States that, quote, fatal encounters with law enforcement have disparately impacted black and brown people. So the one thing we know, no matter how you feel about the video, and most people don't think that's right, but the one thing we know for sure is that there is a highly aggressive propaganda campaign underway tonight designed to manipulate you and using the sad death of a young man in Memphis to do it. That propaganda campaign, like all propaganda campaigns, is by definition dishonest. But it's more than that. It's worse than that. This is yet another attempt by our leaders of our country to inflame racial hatred in the United States. Why would anyone ever do that? The consequences of doing that ripple through the generations. They don't go away quickly. But they're doing it anyway. Why? We can't say for certain, but we can't help but notice that the last time we had race riots in this country, a president, an incumbent president, lost re-election. There was a point. So Joe Biden, if he weren't senile, might be concerned by this. But whatever the intent of lying about what you just saw might be, we know that it's evil. And we are beginning to suspect that the violence expected in Memphis tonight is not organic. It's not just outraged people taking to the streets. Why are we guessing that? Because similar violence is also expected tonight in cities across the country. As we speak, Antifa is coordinating riots on both coasts and in between. That would include Seattle and Portland, Oregon and Los Angeles, California, as well as Atlanta, Georgia, New York City, suburban Washington, D.C., etc., etc. Barricades are going up right now in Times Square. The NYPD is worried about attacks on police and potentially public transportation. Our rage is stronger than their power, declared the Antifa chapter in Frederick, Maryland. Of course, by morning we'll know if that's true, but we already know there's a lie embedded in the claim. Our rage? We get so mad watching CNN that we took to the streets and set police stations on fire or whatever they plan to do? No, that's not what's happening. Antifa is not a bunch of hooligans. These are not idle kids who just appear out of nowhere because they're so mad about what they saw on cable news or read on Twitter. Antifa is a political instrument whose actions always are intended to affect a political outcome, period. Antifa does not appear by accident. Antifa appears with a purpose to affect a political outcome every single time. And if there's one criticism of the rest of us watching this at home, it's that we often miss that because every channel is telling us something terrible happened. 
here's a video of it, and sometimes the video is terrible. And then they imply that because of this video, the emotions of the people watching just erupt into rage and violence, but that's not what's happening. Antifa is being organized by whom? We don't know. Why don't we know? To do what? We can't say right now. But we know for certain that in cities across the country right now, Antifa is mobilizing to commit violence. This is a political militia. So the question is, who's benefiting from it? Those are the people you ought to be asking questions of, and we're going to have time to do that. But right now, we are on the cusp of what many in law enforcement expect to be a long and violent evening. Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube channel to catch our nightly open stories that are changing the world and changing your life. That was excellent commentary from Tucker, but he's highlighting this. We don't know who funds, who backs, who runs the agenda of Antifa. We don't know what really happened in every one of these cases. What we know, though, is every time they escalate it in a negative way, that'll eventually destroy all confidence, all faith in anything American, Chris. Yeah, no, and he's right, and he's very astute, and I'm very proud of Tucker Carlson. I wish I could claim uh, that he was my cousin or something, but he's, he's very astute. He doesn't know the, the funding source. I mean, those sources are very cleverly disguised, unfortunately for us. I will, wish I could. I, I do know this, that there, there are fiat dollars being printed on a regular basis, and there are plenty of them that they can use. And one of the reasons that they've been able to print so many of those fiat dollars for uh, insidious causes, Sam, is because we have been able to export our debt. So, you know, we've experienced inflation. We've experienced about 8.5% inflation this year. But that would be 10 times as much if we were not able to export it because of the petrodollar. And Amen. they are making Now, it- why? You got to ask why is the government continuing to promote violence at every turn? Every time there's an opportunity for them to promote, foment, advocate for, or whatever you want to say, violence, they do it. Now, you can say, wait a minute, Sam, the government's not advocating for violence. The media's not advocating for violence. They're just telling you what's about to happen. No, 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 no. They're stirring it up. I'll give you the proof. Why did the story of this poor black guy get beat to death come out at the same time the Nancy Pelosi hammer story came out? They released the video at the same time for that, too. Right? And so they're absolutely promoting violence, folks. They really are. Every time we turn around, violence seems to be at the core. Violence seems to be the narrative. Violence seems to be. And who's calling to stop the violence? What Trump, what Biden, what all these guys say is, oh, my gosh, that video is horrific. The cops are evil. By golly, bad guys. But no one's calling to stop the violence, saying, love thy neighbor as thyself. No one's doing their very best to say, aren't we our brother's keepers? Uh, somebody could highlight the Good Samaritan and say, we, instead of being a, a, an abuser, why don't we be like the Good Samaritan? Why don't we? Okay, this is what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Where are the people yeah, literally leading and advocating for peace, Chris? And if they are, the media is not cooperating with them and giving them airtime. That, that's the problem, because I know there are people. There are peace-loving people, just like you and I. I'm promoting peace, but I'm a nobody. I mean, you, you have you know, what you have, uh, you know, the audience that you have, and you're doing the best you can. 
No, you're right. And, and it is um, a designed psychological operation to put us in this battle mode. It's, it's because it's a divide and conquer strategy that they've used since time immemorial, since 6,000 years of history we've had that. And, you know, the more we're uh, bickering with each other and battling with each other, the like us. And they're hoping that there's a, a civil war in this country. And that will um, additionally facilitate, along with the collapse of the dollar, facilitate their ability to conquer us, which they really, really want to do. And we're we're getting closer and closer. And you can just feel it in your bones, Sam. They want violence in the streets. And they want solutions that, they do. that and, empower and, and let them. Me give you, let me give you more evidence that this is the case. Who is telling you that, yes, you know what, these cops were bad guys. And no doubt we need to get the bad apples out of the barrel. Okay, no doubt we need to get rid of bad cops that have let power go to their heads. Or no doubt we need to get rid of the gangs. Or no doubt we need to whatever. Okay, but not only who is leading by peace and examples of peace, but who is comparing, who is giving you reality, realitive, is that a word, realitive? (laughs) <laughs> reality reality points who is highlighting that you know what the cops are bad in this case i agree and it's horrible but nationally speaking even yes. tennessee the state of tennessee or even memphis speaking we have thousands of interactions between the cops and the american people every day and rarely does it run off the rails and equate to murder by five thugs that beat somebody to death Rarely is that the case. Most of the time, most interactions are peaceful. Most, And then comparing that, so putting it in perspective, hey, I mean, the way the media talks, the way the mainstream press, and the way your government talks, this is literally every day. This is literally yeah. all the time. If you're a black guy, you have no chance to even walk outside or you're going to get murdered by the cops. Okay, this narrative isn't even true. And not only take Tennessee or the nation, But then compare this to the world. And America has an incredible history of kindness and peace and gentle behavior and cooperation and positive outcomes. And I can go on and on and on. But who is putting this in perspective? Right? Who is putting this in reality like I am? I appreciate Tucker. And I think he's right. But I don't even hear him going as far as I am, not even close, Chris, not even close. No, he'll never talk about the Zionist controlled media. And, you know, there's a religious element to that. There's a 2000 year history there. And I know it's very controversial to talk about, but you know, there, there are people in this world who are offended by the fact that for 2000 years, they've been blamed for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And they, they're doing everything they can right now to destroy Christianity from the face of the earth. And so far they've been pretty successful in doing that. And I hate to put it in those terms because then it makes me sound like an anti-Semite, which I am not. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. If you do age 16 or over in a 12 month period, there's an average of about 61 million, 61.5 million residents had at least one contact with police. All right. So Mm -hmm. listen to me. 61 million a year. Now we could divide that per day easily. I'll do that in a minute. Okay. But I want you to understand this. 
death by police is about seven one hundredths of one percent. Seven wow. one hundredths of one percent. A cop <laughs> is like likely to kill an unarmed black man than being struck by lightning or winning the lottery. They're more likely, folks. Now, now some say over 200,000 interactions with civilian and police take place every year. Okay, well, it all depends then, because what's an interaction? If you have six people in the car and they all get stopped, is it one interaction or six? There's a lot of debates about how we're going to categorize these interactions. But anyway, you look at it, even if there's 200,000 per year, what do you hear about? A black man dying by the cops once, twice, three times a year or something? Yeah, so it's well, like three It's three out of 200,000 or even 10 out of 200,000. Look, 2,000 is 10%, right? 200 is 1%, yeah. right? Well, yeah, you don't even no, have no, close... To 200 people dying at the hands of the cops every year. Now, if you try not, if you don't run, you don't fight the cops. Now, what's the likelihood that you die? Folks, see, this is an absolutely dishonest, manufactured agenda by government in bed with the media to literally make you believe things are absolutely catastrophic when they're not even close. We need to get rid of the bad apples, I agree. We need to have, mm-hmm. we need to press charges to the fullest extent of the law in these cases. But folks, do we want to just act like we don't need the cops? Do we just want to act like we should defund them? The whole fundamental main purpose of government is to protect our God-given rights. A cop was like the first government official, a sheriff. You want to fundamentally get rid of that and keep all the rest of government? All the socialist, communist propaganda? Well, here's what happens when the people turn wicked, Chris. You had some uh, references from the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. Uh, I know a lot of people who aren't members of the Mormon church would say, well, why do I want to read that, Sam? You want to focus on it because it's one of the greatest handbooks for freedom ever written. That's why. And it has some incredible anecdotes from history for you. Here they are. Chris? Here they are. Can I add something to your um, last diatribe there? So sure. I've got a daughter, and I, I think this this is relevant. And I just wanted to share this to give you an idea of how effective the media's propaganda campaign um, about police officers and their relationship to black people. So I have a daughter who had a black friend. She no longer has that friend. She doesn't consider her a friend because of this incident and other incidences. She was pulled over. This black friend of hers, um, she's in her early 20s was pulled over by a police officer. My daughter was in the car with her, and she witnessed what my daughter best describes as hyperventilating because she thought, and this, this, this friend of hers kept repeating over and over, I'm black, a police officer is going to attack me, you know, something to that effect, and, and literally hyperventilating. Here in the state of Utah, which there's no truth to that. There's no reality to that. The police officer just peacefully walked up to the car, asked for her license, told her that she was speeding, and gave her a warning. Yet this black girl, just because of the color of her skin and based on media propaganda that she had been exposed to, literally thought that something tragic was going to happen to her just because of that. And, and as a result, my daughter no longer wants to hang out with this, this girl. 
because she feels like she's a perpetual victim based solely upon the color of her skin. Her skin. And then, sorry about that. I just wanted to convey that to give you an idea of how horrible the situation really has become. Now, you talked about um, how, how I think that uh, things are going to play out in these last days. Well, the good news is the powers that be know that if they overplay their hand, they could lose control of the people and not accomplish their world government agenda. That's the good news if you want to look at it that way, Sam. Um, but the bad news is that they could very easily miscalculate the response to their manipulations, economic and social and whatever, and chaos will ensue. We talked about that two weeks ago, uh, and this is not unprecedented. And the following account uh, is an illustration of such a scenario. So we're, t we're reading from the Book of Mormon, which is uh, another testament of Jesus Christ. We've often quoted from it in the past. And it's specifically from 3 Nephi chapter 6 and 7. And this actually happened to a civilization that existed approximately – well, this incident happened 2,000 years ago. Because there were men inspired from heaven and sent forth standing among the people. This is this is a society very similar to our Sam, where they had uh, degenerated into unrighteousness. And um, there were men, we, we usually refer to them in the Bible as prophets, uh, but they could just be anybody. They could be you and I, Sam, trying to warn the people of the impending danger of living an unrighteous lifestyle. And there were many of the people who were exceedingly angry because of those who testified of these things like you and I are doing right now, Sam. And those who were angry were chiefly chief judges and they who had been high priests and lawyers. So basically the ruling class at that time were angry because they were the they the prophets, if you want to call them that, or you know, the people just who were just saints and wanted to warn the people that they were uh, on the verge of destruction were warning the people, and they didn't like that because they were being called out as the leaders of the nation. They were being called out for their criminal activities. Okay, Now, there were many of those who testified of the things pertaining to Christ. Now, obviously, we, we speak of Christ a lot because he is the author of our political and otherwise salvation, uh, obviously our spiritual salvation as well. You know, just, just like today, Sam, people don't like you and I talking about Jesus Christ and how he is our only hope um, for deliverance from the situation that we find ourselves in. They didn't like those people who were testifying of Christ either, and they decided that they were going to secretly put them to death, and that's what they did. And it created such a, such a chaotic situation because there was an uproar among the people in the community um, that society literally degenerated into tribes. Okay. Now it came to pass um, that these these people, of course, there were secret combinations, and um, the the people who were actually the politicians who were actually uh, murdering these innocent people who were warning the rest of the people. And this may happen to us if you think about it. They they actually were were brought to justice and were about to be uh, condemned for their crimes when this whole thing transpired. And they combined against the people of the Lord and entered into a covenant to destroy them and to deliver those who were guilty of murder from the grasp of justice, which was about to be administered according to the law. And they did set at defiance the law and the rights of their country and 
they did covenant one with another to destroy the governor of the land and to establish a king over the land. Does that sound familiar? Okay, this was on a local level, but we're seeing the same scenario transpire on a global level. They're trying to destroy local governments. Um, you know, like like our government, we talked about. You know, they have to get rid of America before the new world order can um, can rise in in great power and, and majesty, might, and dominion. So what happened eventually in this society, Sam, is they did set at defiance the laws and the rights of their country, and they did covenant one with another to establish this king, and the people then became divided, and they degenerated into the basic fundamental uh, ruling units known as tribes, because the law basically had been ignored, and all this process of trying to bring about justice and these people who had entered into secret combinations who were in positions of power, they pushed back, and then everything just went chaotic. So I kind of think that that's how it's going to play out in our society. You know, History like, does repeat itself, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that. The solution, in my opinion, is to turn to God, to testify of Christ. And you know what? They may uh, murder me for it, but I testify Christ lives. I testify that the gospel of Jesus Christ is real. I testify that if we keep his commandments, we will be blessed and eventually live with him again, regardless of what they do to the physical body. I testify that Christ loves us and that he sacrificed his life for us and his resurrection and atonement are real. Let the record stand as it will on Liberty Roundtable Live. By the way, who advocates for more peace, more solutions than Liberty Roundtable? Answer. No one. It's one of a kind, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Share the love with your family and friends. LibertyRoundtable.com. LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally, would you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.